Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Teddy. What are we? What can't we stop doing? We can't stop snapping. And of course, that is Teddy. My name is Brad, otherwise known as Bradzifer. And we are joined by the king of custom cards, the glue that holds the community together and everything that is snap-related news and new cards, data mines, and anything interesting along the idea of the game itself. It's Drew Barry. Hi, Drew. Oh my goodness. Hello, Brad. What an introduction. (laughs) I I really do stand by that. I think that when it comes to that type of content, I think it's easy to identify each content creator within their own space. And yours really is like when I think of Snap and I think of the cards themselves, I think of you as content. When I think of like the high production value and things like that, I think of like, you know, Cozy. When I think of like streaming, I think of Dexter. Like everyone has their little, their bubble. And I think it's, it's, it works as a huge gear and all the different cogs. And that's what you, you do. And I, and again, like, like I said, when you were on, um, uh, Snap on Ego with myself and, uh, Chris about a month or two ago, uh, you were the first uh, content creator that I discovered for Snap. So, you know, look at that. <laughs> there we That's go. It's full circle, baby. Bringing people in. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I've always, I've always thought of the my channel and, and the videos that I do as, as like if I was hanging out with my buddies in the basement and, and a new card came out and we're just talking about it, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what some, some neat ideas. How does it work? Those kinds yep. of things. Yep. Yeah. Well, a new card did come out. Ooh. And Jean Grey seems to be pretty fire- no Drew, longer was bugged, your, by the way. What was your yeah. um, initial theory craft, and has she lived up? So right away, I thought of Surfer. I think a lot of people were drawn to that, just being a three cost and yeah. working pretty well with the package because Brood fills the location, and then you're free to do what you want. Right. Um, Buff it later. Yeah, yeah, buff it later, get that extra power. And I think that has actually performed pretty well. I think that's I don't know. I don't know if I'd say like tier 1 deck right now, but like at least tier 2. Like it's oh, it's wow. doing pretty good. Um that's for amazing. me anyways. I, I I played a lot of surfer beforehand, so it felt okay. like a pretty natural fit for me uh to put it right in. And aside from that, I don't know if she lived up to expectations as much as maybe mm-hmm. anticipated, like certainly a good card, but I think a lot of people are going in saying she was going to be the next big thing. And like, if we were to compare it to like Kitty pride, that seemed to really steal the meta and create yeah. balance archetype. Yeah. She hasn't quite had that hold on the meta uh, compared to some mm-hmm. of the other releases. It's, <laughs> it's real hard, right? Because she came into a Kitty pride meta and Kitty pride is already the counter card. Also like Jeff is the counter card. And so when the best when you don't counter the best deck, it's hard to become the best deck, right? She does play with Kitty and Jeff very well. I actually think that she is everything that she was hyped up to be. I'm running her in a Thanos ongoing shell right now. And Ooh. I played through Gold Conquest most. and I didn't break a sweat. It was like, this is am I cheating? Is this too easy? It is too easy. Like she's she's working for me in, in that shell, especially. The surfer I don't know. I wasn't getting traction. It's probably my own ineptitude there. A little bit of pilot error. But then also just like Gene and Guardians with like a, a yeah. Mojo in there. Mm-hmm. Elevating Mojo and the Guardians from total obscurity is enough for me to give her a little golf clap there because I love those cards. And it's finally an opportunity for them to really shine. Can I give you a little bit of a hot take uh, about Gene? Um, I think, I'll, let me start by saying I think she's good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, she's bad. That's my hot take. I'm not. I'm not going like that. But 
within Surfer, I think she is not even the most impactful card to come into Surfer this week. And well, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit in terms of uh, the patch. But yeah, I, I think that she's just okay in Surfer. I do like her in Thanos a lot. Honest, honestly, I'm happy to see Thanos actually played again. Um, I yeah. saw someone running a Hyevo version of Thanos with Jean Grey in it, and it kicked my ass. And I was like, "Well, this doesn't." F-. And I, I knew, I knew, looking at that deck, I'm like, I don't think you're real. I'm not gonna let it bother me that it beat me that bad. Yeah. Because yeah. I know if I'm going, if I were to go try that deck, I would draw horribly. It'd feel so clunky. <laughs> and because I've done like I, I've done the mashup of like Thanos. Uh, you know, I, actually, I did I did Thanos, Galactus, Hyevo, um, and uh, Kang and Iron Lad were like the five build around cards that I did because they all. all <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like I paid for this deck. I'm gonna fucking run it, and um, it was fine. You just sure. you get surprise uh, Galactus sometimes and stuff, and that's fun. <laughs> but it, it's like I don't think it's viable to just mash all these things together. But I think Jean Grey is really cool. I really liked her in um, regular ongoing Destroyer, and I've actually been running yeah, ongoing yeah. Destroyer with a Dazzler as well now. Uh, puts it in a nice curve. Yep. Um, because. Like, yes, she technically, we talked about this a little bit, Teddy, a few weeks ago. She's pretty much the same stats as uh, Captain America. Um, But as far as what she produces, um, but I don't know. She's she's just, like, worked out, like, nicely. Um, Sure. And, like, I think she she kind of feels a bit better uh, when you can, you know, buff her up and stuff. But, yeah, Jean Grey's cool. Yeah, she's got a little more style than the old Captain Mm -hmm. And yeah, I yeah. got a cool variant where Captain America, what cool variant do I have of him? None at all. Have you seen, by the way, I have the Captain America. Seen, that one's great. Oh, yeah, I, I have that one. <laughs> have you seen the nullified Captain America yet? Ooh, oh, I, I have. So. Where he's standing on a hill of corpses or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and his, yes. his shield is, has like the hands and stuff on it. He has the yes. red eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why don't we just have like these venomized and like, nullified variants that are unreleased? Stop that. Stop uh-huh. it. Pause all your other variants and just push those. Also, the Noir variants, please. I really would like to have a complete Noir deck, even though none of them function well together. But I love those variants so much. <laughs> so much. Oh, man. But other Need than... A, yeah, go ahead. Need a, need a Captain America buff before that one comes out. Uh, please. Yes. Wait. Can we How also you... please get a Punisher buff? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So these are the two that are always brought up side by side because they're supposed yeah. to be mirrors of, e- of each other. Yeah. How would you buff those cards? Just For numbers. both of them, I would just take base power down and then ability up so that you have higher upside oh. if you're scoring their ability let, and then a lower downside if you're not scoring their ability. And then your ongoing synergies feel like if you run an onslaught, you have just a little bit more punch. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like that. I could dig that. Yeah. So like a three two cap yep. plus two, and then like a mm. like a three one uh, Punisher plus two. I don't know the math. Oh my, I guess would two work? Because he'd he'd go up to It'd a three nine. It'd be that'd be really big. You might have to cut their base even farther, and then you could run him with fast or something like that as another combo piece. There's a yeah, lot of potential, and they're pretty fun cards. Okay, I know we have to get to the patch, but I really have to ask now because you brought up Bast. Because someone brought up an interesting point. Uh, it was Glazer from Snap Judgment. I was talking yeah. to him, and he was working on an article or a video, one or the other, about the problem with balance at the moment. And he was asking uh, for my opinion on some things. And then I was, we were talking about it back and forth, and the subject of Bast came up. And I was like, 
is Bast even like is that is Bast a problem? Because 100%. when those games when you have those turns where you turn one Bast and you hit Angela, Kitty, Monkey, and like Mysterio, it's like you how snap. do you Yeah. Or Iron Man even, right? That's um, that's my balance to bounce is to cut Bast to set cards to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is it's 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 not known as a problem or it's not talked about I think in the community because you don't notice it. You don't realize the mm-hmm. effect until it's impacted the game at at the end and then and at the end they've played their hit monkey, they've played their oh, yeah. whatever cards and 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 you see the power of those cards and you go, "Oh, those are broken. They need nerf." But really it was yeah, that yeah. bass on turn 1 that like basically stole the game from the start. You didn't know. Oh baby, I was running a bounce deck up against someone who had wave. They would turn five wave every single game, but I was also running Nakia, and so I had mm-hmm. a Mysterio that had both Bast and Nakia buffs. He was a 4-4 across the entire board. They would play Doom, I would play Mysterio, and I would beat him, and I just <laughs> won the Conquest match by doing that multiple times, so it was insane. Man. Wow. Just a two-cost Dr. Doom casually dropping down. Well, you know, Teddy, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Nakia. Because now we get to talk about the new patch. We have finally gotten the patch this week. And we got a bunch of really cool buffs, some interesting nerfs. And I guess we will talk about the nerfs first. But actually, we got new art and animations, which is actually something I've been wanting. We got Shuri, Infinite, Sabretooth, and Agent 13. Oh, yeah. Very quickly, do you have a favorite out of these four? Have you seen them all yet? I have one seen all of them. I like all of them. Sabretooth is just so punchy and visceral that, and so fast that I think what? it might be my favorite. I have not seen it. He oh like growls, and then you get a triple claw strike through the center of the screen, <gasps> and he hops away back to hand. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm going to play a destroyed deck. Just to right show you this. that he got destroyed, and he's jumping back. Yeah. Also, can cool. we talk about the, the glow up that is Sabretooth just being a card? With no buff uh-huh. or anything, by the way. He just, they're just like, people started playing him and kind of realizing, oh yeah, this is good with like Noel. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Where was my heart? Really? Death, Death Wave heart? didn't have space for him, but Null is like, yes, I will feast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which I think is nice. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any other ones besides uh, Sabretooth, Drew? I've seen Shuri, and mm-hmm. it took me a second to realize I was in a Conquest match. In the first match, I was like, that seemed different. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know what happened there. And then, <laughs> and then it kept happening. I was like, oh, yeah, that's neat. That's nice. Um, but no. you know what? That I lost right over that. I didn't notice they added animations in the patch notes. Does Shuri, so before, I was pretty mad that Shuri didn't have an animation for one because she was such a cool and iconic card. Number two, she will fake you out by having, if a location moves or if she moves, it's like paired to the location that she has played mm-hmm. to. Does her animation correctly pair to the location? I would imagine that would, ha- like, so normally when you have a card move or a location move, um, all the cards reset. For a second, as like as the, everything settles and yeah. their animations retrigger, I would imagine I haven't seen it, but I would imagine that her animation would retrigger, but it would show on the previous location. It would have to, yeah. right? Okay, so you think that it is working? That if a uh, shuffle happens, it's at the right location. I hope so. I'd, okay. I'd like well, it to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no I, do wish, <laughs> I do. We're wish asking too much from a company bigger. that then suddenly had Killmonger killing one cost cards after they didn't change Killmonger. <laughs> that must be the most frustrating thing as a game developer that you spent you have this product you worked on changes to something like everything else was working you changed something and then something that was working before that you didn't change breaks and you're like why 
Um, yeah, I don't envy them. And then all the negativity that they get <laughs> from like, especially, dude, Glenn is is a saint amongst yeah. men because like yeah. everyone ats him. He always answers questions of the thing. And I always see people being like, why didn't you nerf this? And he's just like, well, we put the patch in like two weeks ago and you, there's a process and stuff. And it's like, well, nerf it now. And it's yeah. like, I would, I would just I can't handle explaining myself over and over. Put and me over on again a private server like where my decks win and my opponent's decks lose. <laughs> you know, don't give them ideas because they can make a lot of money from that. <laughs> for five hundred for the pro bundle part two, you get a smaller regional <laughs> server. <laughs> All right, so getting into this patch, other than the audio and art, so basically again, it's Shuri Infinite Saber Tooth Agent Thirteen. They all look really cool. But the big first thing, the meat and potatoes, is the nerf to high evolutionary. Though, not to him himself. He's still a 4-4. A lot of people were expecting, uh, Drew even, you said this in one of your videos, he should go back to a 4-7 after a bunch of these nerfs. Though I do think that your nerfs were a bit more aggressive for high evo. I think you hit everything except for, like, no. shocker and stuff. No, no, no. Actually, it was pretty close. And if anything, I think they were more savage to Hulk than I was. Maybe, maybe, mm. but the uh, the change to that he has to be in the hand uh, or in play. I think that's pretty significant, and that's I think it's the also, reason why he's kind of faded out. Yeah, the fact that he's no longer ongoing, so he's losing yeah. all ongoing synergies. And Valkyrie, who's in a tiny bit of a, an uptick, will oh, reset actually, him. Yeah, yeah fully reset yeah. him. So will Shadow I King. Think about that. Um, so Shadow King and Valkyrie are now completely effective against Hulk, whereas before he could still muscle out of them or like strange locations like um, Quantum Realm where he could muscle out. He can't do that anymore. There was a lot that yeah. he lost here. Well, no, yeah. Quantum Realm, he would still get small, right? Because it was set his base power, which is 12, and then he would get the plus like six. He'd be like an eight at that point, right? On Quantum so, Realm before? Mm, oh, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Quantum Realm interaction would, would remain. Yeah, but regardless, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still there's a lot of situations where it impacts him. And my suggestion was to put him uh, to plus one power, which I think a lot that of people were kind of saying. Yeah, yeah. So I thought like I don't know which one's worse because if you don't draw Hulk until the end now, like the plus one might have been better. And uh, and the only other change that I had to High Evo was giving him three power, like you said, putting him to seven mm -hmm. and reducing one tick of negative damage from the thing. That's it. I had the yeah, same yeah, prediction yeah, okay. for Wasp okay. and, a, and then a different version of Hulk. So I actually feel like they were almost more savage than me, but I got, of course, anytime you bring up balance changes and you're not the devs, or maybe even when you are the devs, you get destroyed by comments. <laughs> oh, you can't please everyone. That's just the rule of uh, balancing. But we're getting ahead yeah. of ourselves for people who haven't seen this for whatever reason. Just yeah. to reiterate, Wasp is still a zero one, but now only afflicts a single random enemy card with minus yep. one power instead of yep. the afflict two. And then Hulk, instead of being ongoing plus two each turn, you end it with unspent energy. He is still a six twelve, but when you end an uns uh, a turn with unspent energy plus two power, but he has to be in hand or in play. And of course, we already just touched on the fact that he's no longer ongoing. So again, you lose the synergies, Valkyrie hits him, stuff like that. So yeah, I would say it's a pretty big net negative for the deck, though I'm hoping that it gives room for people to maybe include some of these other cards. I do still think Thing was the sneakiest best card in the deck before, and I still think that now. I'm fine with Cyclops, in my opinion. I think Cyclops is at that exact perfect level of balance where he's like really good, but if it was any more, it'd be broken, any less, he'd be unplayable, right? 
the um, number yeah any any number tweak on cyclops is just really hard right mm-hmm. mm-hmm. cuz yeah. like i was saying before if you do like the storm thing right with cyclops and plop him in behind the photo location and the opponent has a nebula or sunspot if he only hits one card a turn those just outscale him instantly yeah. so that he's just bad in that spot but if he's anything more then of course cuz at least now he pulls even with the nebula so if you out if you outpower the nebula initially then you win that race in the locked location. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. The the the, the whole list in general in High Evo as a card and how it works and everything, it has a bigger... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Goodness me. Um, <clears throat> oh, it dying. has a bigger problem. Yeah, I'm dying over here. Sorry about that. Um, it has a bigger problem in that it's the most Canadian it's thing. Conquest. I'm dying just, over here. Sorry about that. Sorry. Just clearing my throat. I know. Over up in here in Canada. So uh, the the high Evo in Conquest. It works so well in Conquest, but I don't think it works as well in Ladder. I don't know if that's your guys' experience. I know. I agree. But, I agree. Uh, absolutely. They, now there's this weird, like, how do you balance the game? Which one do we lean towards and change? So I don't know, because I think it's still a really good deck in Conquest, even despite the recent mm-hmm. changes. I still am seeing it. I think it's, and maybe the culprit is actually Lockjaw, but regardless, it's it's just I, a little I, I don't so know, What makes man. you feel like it, it doesn't work as well in Ranked? I don't know. I've still not wrapped my head around why. I know the stats are, like the dev said, that he's doing better in Conquest and he was not doing as well in Ranked. I'm still not wrapping my head around why. I yeah, I, I I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like I run into more Shang-Chi's or just more um, counterplay or crazy stuff maybe even on ladder, whereas Conquest people are a little bit more reserved, maybe do the mirror match a little bit more, maybe just do like, like very specific lists because they want to get those tickets and not waste the resources. But that's also just a small sample size. Um, I could be I, can, um, I I think I can answer for you. Um, so it has the best of one problem, um, the same way that any other game has that. Uh, so if I were to say something, but like, like with magic, for example, yeah, yeah. uh, magic has a best of three with a cyborg and stuff like that. And it has its definitive meta with that type of format. Then it has a best of one within the same format of like pool of cards, but the decks can be wildly different because they're skewed in a way to function in a best of one meta to high roll their chances of better RNG to actually be more effective in that form of a ladder. Haivo, in this sense, is more akin to a best-of-three deck in the way that it functions and it's built to be extremely flexible. Though, when it doesn't run well, especially the Lockjaw version, for example, when it doesn't run well, it can be very clunky and just come up short against other decks that are skewed to be more RNG-dependent and be a bit more heavy-hitting. You know, like when they okay, run well. Okay. Whereas when you so take you think... that concept and put it into multiple matches, one after the other, then the overall balance and flexi- uh, flexibility of Haivo comes back into the swing of it to bring it back to a higher win percentage because nine times out of ten, it'll perform well. It's just in that single elimination type of idea, it doesn't. I can buy that, that the, the mentality and conquest to retreat on bad hands is stronger than in ranked. And so basically, he's being hamstrung by people not retreating when they should in ranked because they got a low ball, but they wanted to play it out. And they're not yeah. sure what the opponent yeah. has. So they're like, well, maybe I should stay in. But they were like, you didn't set up Thor or Lockjaw. Get out. It's like, yeah, what, exactly. what if? 
yeah. <laughs> my opponent's just run and bounce, and he got uh, bast, so and he snapped on me. But I'll see it to the end. <laughs> yeah, if I don't have a turn three, if I don't have a play until turn three against a bounce deck that I saw bast on one, I'm probably just dipping. Yeah, hundred like, percent. That's like, what oh, yeah, you should you, do. Have fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the cube. Yeah, um, I think that this. I like that they preserved the high roll of high evolutionary to still be there and. The voice line of Hulk smash when he's 18, 20 power, like that experience to such a beloved character is great. Um, but then just hurting the consistency, I, I think it's kind of an elegant design change. Mm. Okay. Uh, last week, um, I just want to bring this up for Drew. We talked about the predictions for the balance changes and what we wanted to do. And I think Teddy and I both talked about the one, the plus one energy thing for Hulk. But yeah. then I added in a really weird twist with mine. I am like, I want plus one energy, but make him a 14 power base power. Okay? That was like my trade-off. But then I was like, well, what happens to Giganto? Now he's garbage. He's just yeah. a base 614. I'm like, you rework Giganto to be an ongoing card that's like a 6-8 or a 6-9. And when it's in the left lane, it gets plus like 6 or 7 power, but you can play it anywhere else. Eh? Power creep. Eh? Let's, yeah, let's work, yeah, up, exactly. let's work up Giganto, creep. baby. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's actually just a, an issue, a long-term issue of Snap, I think, with such it low is. numbers and so many new cars that need to be interesting, need to be exciting, being added. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you might it's see so, a lot of It's like creep. actually impossible to please because something comes out a cut above. I'll uh, release Zabu or release Surfer. People are like, it's broken, nerf it. If something comes out that's a cut below, a la Living Tribunal, a la Snowguard, the devs get roasted even harder, honestly, <laughs> yep. than when something comes out that's broken. So, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, agree. I totally agree. I mean, I think Snowguard should just be, you know, asymmetrical. <laughs> like, it should just work for yes. you, and that's it. They, exactly. Um, See, here it is. We're going to roast them over Snowguard, not the fact that they released Zabu in the state that he was in. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, this is my... Th Here's my thinking with that. I would rather every card that's newly released be a Zabu than a Snowguard. Because you can and always dial it back. Tone it down later. But, yeah, but pushing a card forward, then you run into the problem of, like, okay, this card was bad. Then you push it too far forward, and now you have to bring it back. And it creates this pendulum swing of the community being mm. like, angry, it's too bad. Angry, is too good. You can't get anything right. Just... Push the envelope as much as you can the first time, like first go around, then dial it back later. I feel like that should be the philosophy of like a game where you can just change things whenever you want. Yeah. Well, it's also like a factor of uh, encourage people to play it. Once they optimize decks around it, it should probably come down. Encourage the theory crafters and the, the whales who are chasing every new card because that drives meta change. And then as long as you are intelligent in your nerves, you can still keep a healthy metagame. Which, in the case of Nikia here, has gone. She's been around the horn, around the clock, whatever you want to say. Beta Nikia was so. Leapfrogging two other oh, cards here. I am. That's because they yeah, don't matter. Let's... Oh, we'll, we'll cover them all. Mean? We'll cover them all. Okay, really <laughs> quick. Gambit's a three-three that you can't just like uh, fling no cards yeah. out of his hand anymore. You have to have a card in hand to discard because the flavor of him throwing cards at people is literally throwing your cards out of your hand at the other cards. Now he needs a card in hand, but hey, he's a three-three to boot. So, whatever. my understanding is this cool. was largely cool. done because it's just so intuitive to other card gamers that it's 
you read the card all the way down, and if you can't do something, then the card stops reading. This is like an explicit rule in other card games, and yeah. it wasn't here in Snap, and now they're like, because everybody was expecting it to work this way, it works this way now. We win. We yeah. did it. We, we've, we've beaten the developers. And the Gatling Gun Gambit dies a, a sad death. It was nah, a fun deck, but... You, uh, could, you could throw in, like, a Swarm or an APOC. Uh, I think you could do, like, a, like, you can replace a couple of cards and do, like, APOC and uh, Dracula in the deck to have a backup plan if you don't do your thing. I've seen it everywhere in the last couple of days. I feel like a lot of people are doing that. Um, really? Just discard, just discard in general and, and Gambit. Lots of but Gambit with Wong. like yeah. Wong Mystique to to fire not, away, yeah, not not quite the full combo. A little bit I'm more. I'm remembering like negative into Wong Mystique, a Gambit, light them up. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm, I'm going to miss the negative. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring back magic on turn six, baby. That sounds Ooh. great. Oh, <laughs> we want to see that back. The other thing before we do Nakia, it's Mystique. Really, nothing else oh. has changed with the cards ex- except yeah. for the fact that if you have an on, uh, or I'm sorry, an on reveal trigger on your ongoing card, which at the moment there are two of those in the game, Soulstone and Electro, she also gets the on reveal. So yeah. I mean, I think yeah. this is a, I think they got something cooking. Yeah, future proofing. You know? This is yeah, this is a future proof thing. We, I'm, we have I'm really intrigued of what it could for be for the next two months and none of the cards out of the next two months have this either so they're looking like way ahead oh, yeah because yeah. they want you to forget about it and then when this comes out a year later you're like oh i see what you did yeah yeah very cool uh-huh all right we can talk about nakia you teddy you, you can tell us what she does what does she do now she's finally viable again <laughs> three three plus one to every single card in hand the um 3-1 and 3-2 stat line that was giving plus 2 to the two leftmost cards in your hand was just a headache to try and incorporate, and she was a cut behind all the other decks that wanted to be able to run hand buff and then still be able to fit in the moon girl. I'm loving it. I think that being able to get the buff for a couple different decks right now, they're quite happy to run this, and I think it's only going to get better as we scale into Dakin season where he is able to double himself and is running in a deck that I think can easily run Swarm as well, another card that can make duplicative use of the buffing. I was planning on trying to squeeze Nakia into that deck even with her old state, and in this state it's just a no-brainer. I really love that change. Yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I know we're going to get to it soon, but um, I think she is the most adjusted card in Marvel Snap. I think she's underwent yeah. the most buffs, nerfs. <laughs> compared to any other card which is just wild and a lot of people probably wouldn't know that because a lot of it happened during beta right her versus devil dinosaur it's really close right so we had beta nikia was a three zero plus two to everything then it was three one plus two to the leftmost cards then it was three two and now it's three three plus one to everything so four changes dino went to from three zero to four zero to five three he only changed three times okay yes nikia is okay the most adjusted card yeah 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 uh nova's (laughs) three times Nova's also three times. He got cut in three half times. twice. Okoye <laughs> is another one that got jumbled around yep, three, quite a few three times. Changes, but no, yeah. the four change. That's, that's a new one. Nakia. Uh, <laughs> Red Skull three, is right? almost there. Yeah, Red Skull. <laughs> oh, because Red was, Skull. True. That's true. Wait, no, Red Skull is four. No, right? it's just three, right? He went, is he three? He, he went, went down, down twice and up back up again? Once. No, he, he reverted was, back. That is an interesting point. If it's just a reversion, does it count? Yeah. Does it count? 
All right, we'll put it as an asterisk on that one. And let the Barry <laughs> He's Bonds the Barry Bonds of Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like the Nokia change. I think it's excellent. It's it's a lot of fun. It feels a lot better to play and just hit your whole hand for a lesser amount, but just to get just not focus on targeting your cards where they are in your hand. Like that was yes. just a little bit too clunky, right? So hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah, I agree, Teddy. The uh, swarms are really good. I, that's yeah. what I thought of it right away. The discard package that's really fun. Um, Can yeah. this bring shocker, like a shocker moon girl Nikia? Is this anything? Like what with like Haivo? To like bring the yes. re- reduction, so you're you're reducing mm. the cost of a card in hand. You're buffing it, and then you're duplicating it, along with kind of peripheral buffs the, as well. Uh, the irony is that he ta- he discounts the leftmost card in your hand, and which now would she's have been, been perfect for the old Nikia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, more I mean, reliable now. Yeah, yeah, much more reliable. But uh, yeah, I feel like doesn't seem like anybody runs Shocker. Package. No, because no. it's a very weird effect that doesn't even make sense with him as a card. Like, what's the flavor aspect of that? Oh, the he's, fla- <laughs> he's punching the leftmost cards, so it's smaller. I, I don't know. Intimidating don't... them to be cost less for him. Give him a special deal. I don't know. I mean, it <laughs> makes sense that you're trying to pass energy in that deck, and then it opens up potentially playing what would have otherwise been only on curve rather than playing off curve, but yeah. it just hasn't gotten integrated. And Haivo, uh, he's he's trying to he's trying to make the perfect society, right? He's gonna, he had a few slip ups. Shocker was yeah. just a bad bad result, <laughs> a bad sub- a, subject, a bad batch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And if if look if Haivo is consistent, then that means we have to put Shocker down, and we have to make a new one. So a rework there has to be on his there way. Go. There we yeah. go. Uh, but Minus yeah, two to the leftmost card. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I was alluding to this earlier, but yeah, I think Nakia is more impactful for Surfer than uh, Jean Grey is. I think it works way better. Um, I think you're probably correct to do both her and the Killmonger Nova package, but I, I honestly think there could be a build, and I've been messing around with it, where you just forego the Killmonger Nova package entirely and then focus on something else. Maybe you do like, oh, you no. know, Goose and Jeff. With Maybe so you much do like, bounce, uh, though, Invisible Woman no, Killmonger right. is like your... They're the bounce kryptonite. You correct, but I mean you also have Shadow King, which is also very effective against That's bounce. Fair. That's um fair. so you maybe don't have to lean so heavily into it. And if you're yeah. doing the Jean Grey thing, then like, yeah, bounce can go around that sometimes. But look, I've noticed in all honesty, when bounce doesn't have kitty, Jean Grey is a bit more impactful than I thought she would have been initially against that deck. Because I thought yeah. even with how like the the deck worked in general, even without Kitty it was going to be pretty easy for them to deal with Jean Grey. But I've noticed her put them in really awkward positions without Kitty Pride. So I think I think her impact is a bit more... Um, it's weird. I, I'm, I'm with Drew in some aspects of, like, I don't think she was super impactful, but then I'm also with Teddy that, like, she's met the uh, the bill a little bit. But otherwise, yeah, I think Nikia is the, uh, the, best, uh, the best card to come to Surfer now uh, with all these cards. Like, hitting a brood with her feels so good. Yeah. It makes me so happy. It's like the same thing with Swarm. So Yes. I mean also the worth noting, if you're running the Sarah bounce shell, getting Nikia in there is also great. Hitting your Mysterio, making triple use of the buff equivalent to the brood. Mm-hmm. And it's just another way for you to be able to throw initiative and prep for this massive final turn, which is everything that deck is trying to do. Yeah. Um 
And otherwise, looking at the patch, there's just card changes. I'm not going to read them off and like one by one. I'm just going to rapid fire. Black Bolt, Black Cat, Bucky Barnes, Cerebro, Doctor Strange, Craven. I've all been up updated in the like text template, and that's yep. it. They they just make more sense in your brain when you read them, so you don't get really upset when you're like, why didn't this work that way? Though now that I see Doctor Strange, I did. Did you guys see the um, the ask the team question where someone's like, do you plan on never like switching cards around in terms of effect when like they're like Wong is the master of portals, he should have Doctor Strange's ability and just give Doctor Strange Wong's. And, and Glenn was like, well, that does make sense. No, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Could you imagine being a um, a pool three player and you've been trying to f- like work towards getting Wong as much as possible and you're like, I need Wong. I want to get Wong going. I want to get it. I want to get it. And then you finally get it and they're like, by the way, he's Doctor Strange now. You could have had Doctor Strange all along in doing the Wong going thing. He's a series two guard? One? Strange? Uh, Is he one or two? Yeah, Doctor Strange comes in one. in two and then Wong comes in three. Yeah. So if you reverse their effects, yes, somebody who sought after chasing Wong to be able to run their on-reveal synergies would be very sad. Yeah. I love it. 100%. But yeah, is there anything else in terms of the patch? I mean, it leaves Bounce as the sole king, right? High Evo, I feel like, was already stutter-stepping. I think it also leaves Thanos in an incredible position, especially with how well he can utilize Jean Grey. And then um, with Echo coming out next week, who sounds like terrifying to put underneath Jean Grey. I mean, you have to play here, but your ongoings will be uh, destroyed if you do. Like, wow, that's really scary, the amount of control they can leverage. And then if ongoing effects skew away, you run the Cosmo and you're just, I got gotcha you every way to Sunday. That's not the saying. Something else is the saying. But um, <laughs> Six ways till Sunday. I am heralding a Thanos renaissance. And I think High Evo is going to have to just do something new. Start running the Abomination side, Hazmat, A-Bomb. Run your lockdown. I think that the lockjaw is played out. I think that's a very bold take. I think the lockjaw is still going to be a good version of the deck. I think it's just going to take a hit, and rightfully so. Um, But, I mean, honestly, yeah, we should see more. Like, When was the last time you saw an actual dedicated, like, afflict all-in version of the deck with Luke Cage and Hazmat and A-Bomb and stuff. Like, whenever I see an A-Bomb in Haiva, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was back to, like, when I saw it consistently, it was back when I was, like, first testing Haivo, mm-hmm. And people were just running every single Haivo card together to get a feel for it. And then A-Bomb quickly dropped off people's radar, partly because the mirror was abysmal to him with Luke Cage everywhere. And now that yeah. Luke Cage is phasing, quote, phasing out a little bit, I know that he's there as, like, there's some pockets of the meta where it's like bounce versus shadow king and then the bounce is now running luke cage to block the shadow king and the valkyrie so you get into this whole punch punch back kind of thing so teddy in your thanos list do you run lockjaw no oh interesting okay i want to see your list now i'm gonna have I to don't check like, out one of your videos i don't like lockjaw anymore in thanos it's not that you don't get the easy uh, mode Qu- quinjet thing yeah, um yeah. and like i've noticed like every time i draw lockjaw um, I'm like wishing it was something else in Thanos. Um, the more I was playing around with it, um, ever since they changed Quinjet. So yeah, I, um, you know, a card that I've been trying to get people to play more of in terms of like uh, Thanos lists, 
that I even did a contest on Twitter. Be like, first person that gets an infinity ticket with this car in their Thanos list, I will buy them the Ryan Gonzalez bundle next month. Um, and someone did it. Uh, it's uh, Iron Lad. Because I'm like, you hit a stone and you're like, this is really cool. It just works. It just works fine. Because like, I was thinking of like the rule of like the four drop. Yep. It's a four something that does something. And yep. if... If you think about Iron Lad, just if he was a 4-6 that just said draw a card and that's it, you're telling me that would not get run in every deck possible. Zabu Iron Lad, cycle him away. That's why Crystal is all the way down at 4-4 four, four and reciprocal. So if yeah. you paint the 4-6 <laughs> that's exactly. only one-sided, it makes Crystal real sad. Like, what is she even doing out here? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Iron Lad is very fun. I don't run him. Um, I skew more toward other ongoing effects and then I've got so basically, I run the efficiency of Thanos Zoo and with a Spectrum ongoing finisher. But then I tech every control card flavor that I can. So I've got the Valkyrie, I've got Ghost, I have Professor X, and I have Shang-Chi. And so I can lock bounce out of lanes with the Prof X early to be able to win. And I have Jean Grey now too. So <laughs> it's a nightmare for opponents to be able to line up against me, especially with the Ghost guaranteeing that I'll, uh, that Valkyrie is definitely going to flip you, after they do. Can you do me a favor and try Dazzler in your list? So I cut Dazzler for Jean Grey. I'm not sure who I... Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure how I sub around, but I could definitely do it. Man, I learned... Uh, speaking of Iron Lad, I learned a crazy thing. Somebody uh, asked me to do this. Um, so I'll even ask you guys. So if you use Sauron, and this deck makes no sense, so just think of it... It, it happened as a, as a random effect, like X-Mansion, okay? So Sauron okay. comes mm -hmm. out, and it removes the ongoing abilities of all your cards. And yep. then you play Iron Lad. Iron Lad hits the top card of your deck, which happens to be an ongoing card. Does he yep. get the ability or not? No, My understanding is no he does ability. not. He does. Yeah. What he does? I just okay. I, I I did a, a science video today proving it. He copied Blue Marvel, who was silenced from Sauron. When I drew it, it was silenced, uh, but he gave the Blue Marvel buff to my board. Fascinating. That's so it's weird. not it's not yeah. accounting for taking it out in deck. It like takes it out when you draw it. Yeah, huh. the sign like it, it hasn't been <clears throat> silenced when it's in your deck. But yep. any like effects that would pull it out from. Yeah, you're right. That's that's must be how it works. It's crazy. I was I was shocked. Love that. Love yeah. that. <laughs> Iron Lad just doing all kinds of stuff that they didn't expect. The developers <laughs> didn't expect the card to be hidden from your opponent. Um, they thought that yeah, was going to be too. visible to everyone at the same time. Turns out it's not that way, and it's a low priority fix. So, <laughs> just all kinds of stuff out here, man. Yeah. Well, nobody's running uh, Sauron in an ongoing deck with no. Iron Lad, so I think we're okay. That's never going to come up. <laughs> hey, sometimes you miss your Sauron on three, and you got to go on Iron Lad on four, and you I'm hope you hit him. <laughs> wow. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for the metagame discussions. I, I don't really feel super interested going into super in-depth talks about like balance and things like that we should change. There's no TA coming up that's going to be changing that in some way, shape, or form. So let's not beat the dead horse while we're waiting for something to change. But as we move on to Teddy's channel, you can find the link down in the description below. We're going to be doing something very interesting and taking a blast to the past of all the wonders of things in Marvel Snap and the things that you probably hated the most. So stay tuned. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast 
Hosted and produced by Bradsifer and Teddy Ninja. Originally created by Michael Thurman. Hey, Teddy, we had a guest. Who was our guest, Teddy? What happened? The fantastic, the indelible Drew Berry showed up to break everything down with us. Lost his webcam at the end, though. He did lose his webcam. He is now a black void, but we can still hear him. He's still in our hearts, and he's still here with us in general. He has not died. Hey, Drew, where can people find you? Where can they kind of get to know who you are and enjoy your amazing content? Hey, guys. I feel like I, I, feel like I have to echo like I'm in like a, a deep void. And, <laughs> Help, please. Um, you guys can catch me. I'm just on the YouTubes. That's the place where I like to be uh, with streams, videos, all that fun stuff, custom cards, talking about new cards. It's a good time. And the, and the other places would be the uh, Discord. We got the Berryverse. Super proud of that. We got a community of over 1,200 people, I think, now. And just really awesome engagement. Everyone's just talking about cards, data mines, and making custom cards, giving feedback on custom cards. is one of my favorite things about Marvel Snap, honestly, is engaging with the community. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Drew. Thank you, Teddy, for being my wonderful co-host. And, of course... Always, always. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for having me. See you. Bye. I'm ready. Welcome back to Can't Stop Snapping with our special guest, Drew Berry. We have had an awesome idea banging around in my head, especially, uh, to be able to cover the greatest Marvel Snap cards of all time, which is why Drew Berry is the perfect guest for this episode. That's right, guys. We make tier lists all the time, every single season, and then balance changes come around. So we're cherry-picking all the S-tier cards from every season, all the most hated cards in Snap ever, and what if they had to fight each other rather than all of your other decks that you were prized? going to have to pick your front runners. You're going to have to let us know in the comments down below who should have won what matchup. We have the uh, flavor for the OGs. Uh, Beta Nova slugging it out. We've got some current heavy hitters like a Kitty Pride that a lot of people might want to see nerfs. Something like Leader, OG Leader versus OG Galactus, who really is the most hated card in Snap. Find out right now. Drew, do you have a potential early front runner of something in your mind that was the most disgusting card? Oh man, I have I have a little bit of a bias. You kind of yeah. hinted at it uh, toward old Nova because okay. that like when every the, when the big <laughs> wave of, of beta players were jumping yeah, in, yeah. right? We're all series one, and everybody everybody was running uh, Moon Girl Dino uh, and and Nova yes. and Carnage, and like yes. that was the four cards you had to have in your deck. And Nova was usually like the craziest part of that, yeah. but actually all of those cards were a little bit nuts. They're all, you might see another one of those pop up on <laughs> this list, just try and slug it out. There was a whole capstone of insane beta cards and all the play was around armor, being able to lock your opponent in. Brad, you have a, you have a favor that you might be pulling for? Oof. I, am I know that very, you did the, the climb with the disgusting Galactus. He's making I, his appearance. I did. I did. I That was my fastest infinite ever was uh -huh. the old Galactus. Yeah. It was a matter of, I think, uh, <laughs> two hours of playing the morning oh, of uh, oh, from 60, so 63 oh, to uh, infinite in about two hours. Yo. So um, it, he could be the, the most busted, but I'm really partial to that strong guy. That is a cost of just like, Ooh. I mean... He's how do you how do you not want that back in the game to some extent? Because like, do you think it begs an interesting question? <laughs> looking at all these cards, right? Some of them, would you ever I'll want like, to see them we, move back? Yeah, 
yeah, we don't yeah. want them back. Like uh, like we mentioned Nova. We don't want that yep. back in the game. Right. That's too good. Please yeah. don't do that. But then you look at things like Strong Guy, and you're like, would that even be that good in like today's meta? Yeah. Especially there when was... Hellcow not being a 2-6 anymore and being a 4-6. Yeah. So that's an important thing for the discussion here is that we are looking at the individual cards rather than specific combos. It gets a little bit nuanced because we have High Evolutionary in his original state on here as as something that was a meta-dominant leader for pretty much an entire season since his release, so I wanted to include him, and you have to include discussion of other card combos with that card specifically, and with some of them it is inevitable, but in general we're looking at the card as an individual here, and in our first round we got the Slobberknocker opening us up. We have OG <laughs> Mr. Negative, who was a 4-4 in ye old beta days. He reigned supreme during an unfortunate decision by the developers to feature the peak. And he is going up against Release Zabu. 3-2, discount your four-cost cards by two. Oh, All right. Drew, I don't know Drew's about Drew's face is perfect. Drew, and I, I love I, that we have the three <laughs> panel here. So we can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire away to start here. With Mr. Mm -hmm. Negative as my pick, we'll see if somebody disagrees or wants to play Devil's Advocate, and then if we have to have a tiebreaker, we'll hand it off, and then we'll be able to swing around here. I think Mr. Negative takes this one. The 4-4 being <laughs> so impactful in a deck that is running, Iron Man and Mystique is just elevating the ceiling of this deck so much, and it just, Mr. Negative was disgusting. He was so oppressive that the developers had to cut him way down to be able to open up design space, because they kept releasing cards that had lower power than their energy and then every time mr ne people were just mr negative mr negative and when he was on the top it felt like you couldn't even run anything against him if he does high roll you would stomp you and even if he wasn't with the the four four stat line you could play a late negative and be pretty happy to just roll through people uh, so, so th i completely agree and this one Almost triggers me the most because that was like a time where I was just like fed up with ladder and snap. Like when I yeah. would roll into negative decks, it just felt helpless. I was like, well, that's just it. They hit negative on curve. I'm done. But when I look at these two, I probably have to give my vote to Zabu, which is tough to say. For me, it's almost <laughs> I wish these two weren't matched up. Only You might be thinking couple... that for a lot of these matchups. Only one can win. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be tough. So... You know, they changed negative to have five less power, right? They, they took, the biggest they took five less power, power nerf of any card. I should say True. that. It is well, the biggest power nerf to any card that came with yeah. no change to his um, cost and no change to his ability. I know. They finally made him thematic. He became a negative yeah. powered yes. card. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he also at the time, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it does have to be mentioned that Ronin, I believe, was... Uh, zero power worked really, really well yeah. uh, with with Mr. Negative. It just had a lot going for it. And I actually don't know if this was the case, but I don't know if Magic was the way she was. So you could play her on turn six and have another turn of doing negative yeah. cards. It was, it was Mr. Negative, Magic, and Sarah when Sarah Magic was the yeah. girlfriend power duo. Yeah, so that 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 list was insane. That was right before global release, so a lot of people won't know how crazy that was popping <laughs> off. Yep, uh, it was so triggering. Yes, uh, but Zabu, like, oh man, that 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 just you know, it was everywhere. It was doing so many crazy discounts. It made Darkhawk Rock Slide a thing. It felt like at the time nobody really saw its true potential until this card was released. The double discount was nuts. And, and then, and then the. To to the plug Zabu, the, you got to say yeah. that it was making crossbones not only played, but good. There you That's go. That's how crazy release Zabu was. 
insane. You never see that card. He died when the when Zabu was changed. But yes. like, uh, you, you know, the other thing that I think about is, you know, you, Zabu is still a good card, and Mister Negative is almost seen as more of like a very niche kind of meme for fun deck. I would say, yeah. leaning that way, anyways. It can still have its moment, of course. Yeah. But I probably will stick with Zabu. I think. What do you think, Brad? I got to agree with Drew. Um, I'm going to say Zabu. Zabu Sorry, Teddy. Um, Ah, So this is my this is my thinking because uh, Mr. Negative, that type of list that you design is so built around this card. Where if you don't draw him, even when he's a four four, um, the list doesn't really function like you want it to. And while early lists for Zabu were leaning really heavily into the four drops uh, because of the way the discount worked, you could still functionally win uh, games thanks to just Darkhawk and Rockslide and stuff like that uh, as being their full cost. Um, and then, of course, how could you guys forget about the beloved two wombo combo of Spider-Man absorbing man uh-huh. on five and just being like, you can't play the game. Or Moonroll Spider-Man into Wap Wap Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so... I think Zabu at that cost was nearly detrimental to the game and the design space if they waited any longer to change it. Whereas yeah. negative felt bad to go against, and I, I can empathize with Drew in those days of Snap <laughs> playing against it, but I don't think people are threatening to quit the game over it. Uh, Man, I, I'm a pretty chill ooh. guy, but that had me. I was I was so tilted <laughs> that season. When when Peak came out, people were threatening to quit. I will say that yeah. for negative, but I can mm-hmm. understand. Will negative drops off, Zabu advances into the quarters, round two. You thought the first one was spicy. OG Nova, 1-2, plus 2 to your entire battle line versus Release Galactus. 6-2, destroys all locations if he is the only card at this location. Now, are we doing Release Galactus? Because that's a 6-3. A 6-3. Six, three. Six, three. Yeah. Was Release Galactus. Are we okay, doing yes. The, Release, the, yes, the, the strongest version. The nerfed, Six, <laughs> secretly buffed Ooh. Galactus. Ooh, okay, yeah. so tangent... The 6-2 was better, right? Because it oh, had initiative. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Even yeah. though it would lose to Prof X, it was still better? Yeah. Yeah, you uh, yeah. could okay, a shot. Good so. for you, dude. But like okay, nine times out of ten. Then it's mid, mid-Galactus at 6-2. Yeah. yeah. But he's not a mid-card. Let's not confuse that. No. <laughs> <laughs> mid-life. Mid-life crisis. <laughs> mid-life crisis Galactus. Galactus. That's, he gives all the players they're going against uh, the mid-life crisis. Probably the most complained about card in all of Snap, I would say. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Only one close is OG leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you had the people being like, you could play around leader, which I guess you also had those people for Galactus of like, he's so <laughs> sure. telegraphed, sure. which I also <laughs> agreed with at the time. But I also understand that I think the new balance is very good, but not to get caught on it. Uh, what was that time to infinite again, Brad? Two hours. <laughs> two hours? <laughs> <laughs> How hard does OG Nova hit, Drew? Help, help Nova. Oh, my. I, for me, this is a no-brainer. I go Nova all all day, yeah. um, and and a lot of people quite won't understand it. Like again, like I was saying, everybody was around the same series, didn't have those same counters that you get later on in series three and whatnot. But then also, even if you're like, oh, well, you just armor it. Well, people were. This is what they were doing. They were playing Moon Girl, and then you'd have two Novas in hand, and you'd destroy them both on turn six. And it was hard to read yes. which lane they were going to end up doing that. Yes. And that they would, do, the time, they would sacrifice anything yeah, to be able to matter. get the double Nova pop. 
Yeah, exactly. Didn't matter because it was plus four power. They were giving plus two power to each car that was on the board. So it was plus four total. It was insane. <laughs> uh, so Galactus, I think I, I totally agree with Brad. I think it was maybe the more frustrating card for a lot of the community. It didn't bother me too much. Uh, but from a power standpoint, like who reigns king here in the old days, it's definitely Nova for me out of these two. Ooh. I think I have to land on Nova as well. I feel like just my memory of the, of those matchups, it was entirely on the Nova on winning the game, and everybody ran him, and everybody ran the counters, but it was still all on Nova's shoulders, and he would come through. <laughs> and so it was very fitting that he got cut in half, and then he got his power cut in half again because he was just too dang much. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it doesn't matter at this one because it'd be 2v1 anyway, but I also agree it's Nova. Um, Galactus is very strong, but the thing is you have to build around Galactus. You're not going to do really... We never really yeah. saw that many decks of like, surprise Galactus, you're like, why is this in the deck? Where Nova is a card where it's, it, it's a problem for the game because it effectively means, like Drew said earlier, you start the game building a deck with what you we would call in like other games, it's an 11 card deck now. It's a 10 yes. card deck now because yes. you have to have this card in there. It's not even a question. You are deliberately handicapping yourself by leaving this card out if you build without it. And that's what Nova 100%. would represent today yeah, yeah. Throughout, through and through. Plus two power, it'd be insane. And it, like, yeah, it's, it's not even close. All right, Nova on into the quarters. Next matchup, might have a little surprise for some people. Blinken, you would have missed his limelight time. Ronan, 5-0 plus three per card in the opposing deck. This did not last very long at all. My understanding is the developers were picking a path. They wanted to change both Ronan and Dino. Dino was in his current state, 5-3 plus 2, and they made Ronan the 5-0 plus 3, and I think they were field testing to see which one they wanted to unify around. Turns out Ronan was busted as heck to be able to have a 5-21 and something that you would be able to combo Ronan and then go Mystique uh, Max together on the next turn, and you could just throw that into so many different decks. He was popping off. And he is squaring off against Silver Surfer. Release Silver Surfer, 3-0, plus 3 to every 3-cost card on the board. Surfer's reign is hard to quantify because he was so close to Zabu, I feel like, in his meta. And they were, the exact they were same. on such tight parity with the two of them. If they had been given more time to slug it out, I'm fascinated as to who would have come out on top. Zabu. Zabu, do you think, would have ultimately yeah, I think, won with I the think energy it just sheet? has more flexibility in, in, in deck construction. Um, yeah. Though, look, that That could be a battle power. for another round then. The three yeah. power is insane. This is something that you could have seen on a six-cost card, I felt like. And it's on a 3-0, which is really nice Which to allows to you to, combo. especially with Sarah, if you would have those games where you'd go, you know, turn six. Like, even how that you set it up now, like a... Uh, like a brood, a Maximus and Surfer or something like that, right? Or a Juggernaut, uh, whatever. Like you can do three different cards and effectively, you know, just add up in total anywhere between like, you know, 12 and like 28 power instantaneously at the end yeah. of the game across the board. And we're talking about how powerful Nova was for giving plus two. Also, by the way, this deck usually runs Nova with Killmonger. Imagine yeah. old Nova with old Surfer <laughs> and the amount of power to go Sarah on five and, like, you know, 
you have Nova already out there and you go yeah. like brood, uh, killmonger surfer. That's terrifying. Um, yep. but I think, I think I gotta give it to surfer on this one. Uh, if I had to pick just because of, um, just how terrifying and what the power representation is where Ronan, yes, but like it needs, they both need build around cards for them, but surfer is a lot easier to quantify into a total deck space. Uh, with a lot of just cards that are very good, where Ronin, you kind of want the uh, you you run a lot more baddish cards to really get the full thing. Yes, you can do Ronin Mystique Maximus in that sense. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to get use of them and make a dedicated deck around them, you got to run like Master Mold. Um, you got to run like uh, other cards in general to like just beef them up and then have a better Plan B, which I think Surfer has a better Plan B overall as a deck. So I What's fascinating to me is they're actually both like really good in negative. The That's surfer getting true. inverted with Wong was insane, and then the Ronin getting inverted with Mystique also insane. So uh, that's the thing too is that the, the, this Ronin, like you said, Teddy, is in such a small window. Yeah, and that happened when negative was crazy. So yes. it's actually kind of hard to disassociate the two and their power levels because they were just like bundled together for a very small window. Um, I'm, I'm with Brad though. I'm going to go surfer. Um, one of the craziest takes to me in all of snap history almost is, uh, that people were calling, uh, saying that surfer isn't a problem, the old surfer and that brood was the problem. Was I remember like that. Yeah. People were saying should, brood should be like a three one or like a whatever. Yeah. Well, when yeah. Brood landed, you were like, I lost this lane. Yeah. yeah, it's like a great combo for sure. But like, if they had not changed Surfer and changed Brood instead, wow, that would have been yeah. uh, misguided, I think. So uh, I, I, I really like the change that they made. I think that Surfer was hella broken. Like It was it was very, very strong at the time. And I'm going to give it... felt like for a long time, ups. too. Like, it... it wasn't surfer because <clears throat> surfer was the season pass before zabu correct and then they yes. both got nerfed yeah. on the same patch so yes. surfer yeah. stayed around way longer than i thought he should have um, yeah and yeah so i think it's got to be surfer in the sense like we dealt with that for so long <laughs> yeah yeah and noticeable now surfer is still playable even after being nerfed ronan's gotten really relegated to just and he's gotten more support share. cards too, like with Master yeah. and stuff, and he's still yep. not very good. And it makes me so sad. Really sad. There might be something else that comes out along the way. We shall see. We shall see. But Surfer will move on to the quarters to determine who will face off against Surfer. We're looking at OG Leader. Embarrassingly, the runner up for the most hated card in Snap, because this guy was hated. Mm -hmm. 6 4 copies all cards opponent played this turn on reveal. How did this exist? And why didn't people capitalize on it sooner? I have no idea. Versus OG High Evo has been the bane for... He, he ran the table for a season here. Now, High Evo is a little bit of an asterisk because Bounce started taking, taking games off of him um, before he got nerfed, which does hurt his legacy a little bit. I feel like Leader's legacy in that state is like he went out on top. Hmm, that's tough, actually, because I think everyone's gut reaction would be to go to leader because of how frustrating it was, and it was incredibly strong, don't get me wrong, but the point you just made, and it still stuns me to this day, is that nobody had it figured out for several months, Yeah, and it, it's not like the card changed at all, it, yeah. it stayed the same, and even Neither the... did Leech, which was his... Yeah. His 
Exactly. I was just going to say the support cards didn't even change. And all of a sudden in like November, maybe I want to say is, I think it was Dara who, who put out the deck list and it yeah. just like popped off. And that was the, Leecher. and then that became the, Leecher everywhere. the meta. Yeah. Leecher. So, um, so that was really, really strong. Yeah. What's up, Brad? <laughs> Can I make, I, I, I kind of want to make a f- on the fly adjustment just in case this goes in a certain direction. Um, I just realized we may have omitted one of the best cards in all of Snap from this list, and I, I would like to propose that it replaces High Evo. Ooh, you want to do a, a... We're getting a pinch hitter for High Evolutionary? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I like to propose Arrow. Arrow? Before Ooh. her change. OG Arrow moves everything versus copies everything? Does anyone have any veto to that? Um... It's up to you guys. I, I just I was looking at the list and it just hit me, because I because my I was gonna say for leader I'm like well the argument for leader is that people started putting him in every deck, but then I thought about Arrow who was also being put in every single deck, because she just won the game on turn six the same way that leader could. What was her best stat line? Five eight right? Uh f- yeah, yeah five eight pull everything. Yep five eight pull everything. She got cut to a five seven, mm-hmm. and then buffed She's back. A- yeah, she's another can, funny one that was five seven originally. They buffed yep. her because she wasn't being played. The ability yes. didn't change at all. And yeah, then it was she, it was you talking about not people not figuring out leader that made a click in my head of like, oh shit, Arrow was just like that. Yeah, where's right. what's the card right now? What's the card right now? Nobody's got figured out. <laughs> we'll sl- there could be one out there. That's going to be oh, a fascinating yeah. discussion as well. But we'll we'll cut. We'll say leader got the pinch hitter of Arrow. Subbed in. I think Haiva was going to lose to leader here in this matchup. Does Arrow fare any better? That's interesting. That, that, it does change my, like, it really, it's a lot closer than, because I think Haiva was going to be pretty easy in my mind to, to be the one knocked away from leader. But Arrow against leader, I'm 100% not sure anymore. Genuinely, <laughs> like, they were both universal tech for their co- their price point. If you were missing a high end, you just ran one of these or both of these. Uh, ramp thrived on being able to get reactivations on both of these. The marriage to Sandman was ridiculous. The leader, you know, it's a, another interesting know. thing to throw High Evo back in the mix is that um, out of all three of them, he was the most expensive, yet he completely took control of the meta. The, the meta. Like yeah, everyone people had up from the start. Up. Yeah, people had to cough up 6,000 tokens to get him. I know a lot of people plan for it, save for it, but like the other two, you could just l- grind up your collection level and get them naturally. And yes. yet, he took Storm. He took the meta by Storm. So are we, are we doing a, th- a, a, We're doing a triple header? <laughs> We're doing a triple <laughs> yeah. header here. This is the wild card match. That's fair enough. I don't Possibly. know, man. Cause like, I, I, how I about can... we all just agree on leader and move on? Because I've that, got one, a land that on was leader. just crazy, right? I, I can land settle leader. with leader, too. I can settle with that, too. I, I'm starting to convince myself about Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> because they both did the same thing, like in terms of leader and Arrow, in terms of like the idea of um, if you're winning two lanes and yeah. then you just play either one of these on the last turn, then you win pretty much. Um, yeah. here's, here's my reason I'm giving the slight edge to Arrow. Just on a last ditch effort, if I can convince either one of you. If not, it's fine. You can play around leader. You can't play around Arrow. Well, no, a little bit though, right? Because you well, can just try and predict where they're going to play Arrow and play into that, or 
Sure, um, but that means setting up your board accordingly against an arrow. Like maybe in Conquest, right, you could do this a lot more effectively um, to be able to see what they're trying to do and better present your, your board state to be arrow-proof early game. Whereas Leader, if you were to do that same idea, um, you could still at least play around in the sense of like, let's say for some reason if you were like running Wasp, right? Let's say you're playing the Haivo deck and you're running Wasp. You can order it to make sure that they copy the wasp first. Their lane gets filled up completely, and you can sneak the Hulk in behind, right? Where with arrow, it My, wouldn't matter. They'd both yeah, get yeah. pulled anyway, and you'd still lose. Yeah, it's very close between the two of them. My edge to leader goes to how often you would see someone like play wave, and then both sides play leader because yeah. it was just that prevalent. Just a bunch of leaders. And, the react like you didn't see that happen with wave people weren't trying to rush wave to get a reactivation later it was like the leader spam was certainly there and his meta share was just obscene yeah, i'm i'm okay with either one winning by the way it just <laughs> it just like i nearly had an aneurysm when i thought about arrow cuz i'm like that's that feels like on par with a lot of these cards in terms of like we're talking about I, power level yeah, yeah i think she gives a good showing but i do think she goes down to og leader and I'm perfectly okay with that. It's All very right. like in my mind, it was like fifty-one forty-nine for Arrow, but I can I can contend with Leader. All right, other side of the bracket. OG Shuri, four two doubles the power of the next card you play anywhere, which, as everybody remembers, was always behind Cosmo versus mm-hmm. Beta Devil Dinosaur three zero same ability, a card that was easily a three twelve stat line. <laughs> and to add some context in the beta days moon girl was also a 3-3 which meant that duplicate getting multiple devil dinosaurs was incredibly easy <laughs> so that's part of our memory of the devil dinosaur but just the fact that you could say that a card that costs three and with relatively low investment or at least cards that otherwise already synergize with each other would bring that three cost up to 12 14 power I mean, that's what OG Surfer was doing. Oh man, this is this is tough. This is tough. Recency bias kind of makes me just like shudder at the thought of Shuri decks coming back and that kind of yep. thing. Which they're almost making a comeback right now, but at least it's more restricted. But but then I think about that Dino time, like that Dino era, that prehistoric era back then. <laughs> that, that was crazy, man. Like like you said with Moon Girl, like holy, they both co- both costing three. It was just wild. Like I had just had flashbacks to those four cards, those Devil Dino, Moon Girl, Nova, Strong, uh, Carnage decks. Like it was wild. Um, I think you got to remember, Drew. You got to uh, put these cards in a vacuum. Don't let the Moon Girl bother you. Because again, yeah. I think we did the yeah. same thing with Ronan. You, you kind of, it, you even said it, it's hard to disperse them from the Mister Negative thing. Imagine yeah. Dino as what? Like I'm trying to the way I'm approaching all these cards. I'm taking them out of their little time capsule and putting them into today's meta and be like, how would this fare? Um, yeah. And Dino, I think, would be very good still. But yeah, Shuri was everywhere <laughs> but then she needs help too a little bit right she, but there's yeah, so yeah. many cards that help her out so uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll leave it with shuri that was that was wild and 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 also the last thing i'll say i think despite being in a phase of when we had more balance changes otas and whatnot shuri lasted for so long in her yes, state really of being oppressive whereas yes. even dino in beta i think he got changed within the span of a couple weeks to a month 
he yeah, actually yeah. didn't have a be a being a three zero didn't last too too long. I don't I don't moved him up to four exactly. zero pretty quickly and without Zabu in the game at the time, he was yeah. still an archetype. Um, yeah. But he was not he was not nearly what he was before. He was not there yeah. very long. Man, Shuri Shuri is scary. Shuri, another fascinating take that it took a long time for people to catch on to Shuri. Not as long as Leader and Leech and Arrow, but a long time. And then when she hit, she just hit. And it was one of those where she was already poking her head up as like hanging with Zabu and Surfer. And then they nerfed only Zabu Surfer. And it was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then they went another patch and they did not nerf Shuri. And they went another patch and didn't nerf Shuri. And you were like, well, second dinner. Somebody really likes Shuri, I know. But (laughs) instead, they (laughs) hit Red Skull like three times. (laughs) We're dying to 30 power Red Skull, please. Oh, we made it one power weaker? No. No, <laughs> I think I think that is a very interesting point, Teddy. That you say um, it took people a little while to uh, catch on to Shuri, but yeah. I think that's because of the way that she dropped with like fifteen other cards. Yeah, I think that was she the was issue. series five. Yeah, um, on top of that on release, too. incredibly low acquisition because people were going for Thanos and Galactus. Yep. Then she came down eventually to four, but the, mm-hmm. again, the token economy was just starting. People were really pinched for being able to acquire these cards so her rise to prominence closely coincided to her getting picked up into a lot of collections yeah also by the way i agree it's shuri it's uh some of these cards man it's just the way that the meta warped around them so effectively is um Something I'm not a fan of seeing in any game whatsoever. When when a deck is so good and people are like, well, its win rate isn't that good. I'm like, when you have one deck in the format where the other nine decks behind it are all teching to beat that deck, yes. that's a problem. <laughs> but it's diverse. It's unhealthy. Please. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. For the record, I'm going to land on the Devil Dinosaur on this one. I think that with Negasonic in the game now, Shuri might not be as bad um, if she came back. Of course, the Shuri Cosmo is still so toxic, but then you also have Echo now. Um, That could be a counter to that. And you also have Goose, which I don't know how prevalent Goose was, also pinching Shuri. So there's a lot of Shuri, current Shuri control pinches. So I don't think she would be able to run the table the way that she did before, but I totally understand uh, the memory of the Shuri meta was she was queen and no one was close. She was the best autopilot deck I felt. Like when you just hundred percent. That's the other thing is a little bit. If you were yeah. playing in the bathroom in the office, you played Shuri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next matchup, we have a card that I'm not really counting the bugginess. We're saying that this is OG Kitty Pride in her current state. One zero returns to hand synergizes with collector all of this so this is current kitty pride this is our mm-hmm. first current car- card yeah. with no balance changes up against the most balance changed card of all time in her original state nikia three zero plus two to every dang card in hand oh the old sarah miracle you think that sarah bounce is bad now imagine if all those cards were two power higher yeah Bash this one, this oh was one God. of the original, like, bury this card because the community had such a bad taste in their mouth. And I'm dying here because Kitty's, like, one of my favorite cards all time, and I think she's insane. But Nikia was also insane. <laughs> yeah, Kitty, I think, is kind of taking or has has the crown for the best one drop or uh, for a while now, I think. But, yes. but do you guys remember... 
Um, and, and again, I know I'm pulling up other cards, but uh, Hellcow was a 2-6. And yep. you would use Nakia, giving the plus 2 power to all the cards in your hand on your swarms. And then you would Hellcow, and you'd do all these crazy things. Yep. And you just have like five power swarms, like six of them on turn six, plus whatever else you're cooking, like your Dracula Apoc. Like, no problem. That was insane. That was just crazy. The OG discard was amped up because the developers felt like they were balancing cards around the discard effect being a negative. Yeah. And they all synergized yeah. together to get even stronger. So they had overpowered base stats and synergistic abilities. So it was just lights out if they were running it and then Nakia fit in so well. These are both gals that if they hit the board on curve, you snapped. You could actually do that. That's yeah. the power. Like right now, Bounce throws Kitty down. They can snap and you're like... I agree. That was a good decision. And Nakia came out turn three, buffed everything. They snapped. You're like, mm. well, <laughs> how good is my hand? <laughs> I, I to uh, to give a, a stamp on it though. I actually think I will go Nakia. I actually will. That was a very good card. And I think Kitty is okay. I I, I don't know. I I think it's a very good card, but it falls off late game um, dramatically, and then. Uh, you do have to invest energy in it to get it to where you want it to be. Um, I, I, I would like to see a tweak to it in a future OTA or whatnot. Um, yeah. But but nothing too crazy. Whereas Nakia had to be basically murdered. She was put down almost. Like she was. Yeah. She went uh -huh. to two, plus two power to the two leftmost cards in your hand. And nobody played her afterwards. Next to, yeah, fully removing her for reworks. It was the next closest thing they clearly nerfed her so hard they were like we'll rework her later and bring her back up <laughs> yeah. i think the chinks in kitty's armor are starting to show as people tech in the invisible Wait. woman and oh, yeah. the ghost who are just like generally good cards to be able to run with control and then kitty's ability to phase away from initiative uh, very thematically is is starting to be hampered by people who are playing really competitively and really intelligently yeah brad kitty's still very good don't get me yes. wrong Yes. But I'm going to refer back to my argument for Nova over Galactus. Nakia in this form being a 3-0 feels like a card to me that says you are at a disadvantage and you're handicapping yourself if you don't start your deck building with this card in mind. It's just blanket good. Um, and uh, yeah, it, just, it feels like a card that every deck would run and should run. Where Kitty, people are starting to kind of get that kind of vibe of like, we'll just throw in a Kitty here and see how it goes kind of thing. But not even remotely close, in my opinion, to what the level of Naki is. Any blanket just increased power um, is just supremely like more powerful than anything else in the game that could be done. Yes. It's, all right, Nakia on, Kitty out. Oh, my queen, no. <laughs> that might be a shock I mean, for many. Probably a yeah. good thing if you're if you're like a kitty. That fan kitty goes sense. out in the first round, then we'll not no, have a place. No, no, in like the, in the, the sense that like cards of all time, it's true. <laughs> in the sense that like um, we don't want her to be that strong, where she's beating a card like Nakia in the sense in her current state that hasn't been altered yet. Yeah, right. Like that yeah. that that would be a bad showing for where the meta is currently at right now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, Nakia on. Next up, we got. The other, Dora Malaje Okoye. This one, she had two forms in the beta that both were incredibly broken. She had yeah. a 2-0, two, two to everything in deck, and then 
she got changed because they felt that was too swingy into a 1-1 plus 1 to everything in deck, and she got played even more because it was so much easier to run a 1 cost. So, while both versions were incredibly insane, <laughs> we're going to go with the 1-1 plus 1 to everything in deck, I think, because that's where I saw the most Nakia. And then she got increased to the 2-2 two, two right now that she is with her plus 1 to everything in deck. This is easy she for me. This is Okoye. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but this is the, yeah. This we is didn't like, even get to what, he's, what, what she's going against <laughs> I know. Against yet. The competition. She's going it's like, up against Lockjaw. <laughs> OG Lockjaw. The 3-2 with the full burst potential of being able to cycle as many cards as you wanted to drop. So it didn't really hurt you if you didn't get Lockjaw on curve the way that it does now. You could throw a ton of junk and then just shock your opponent with a lot of infinite. <laughs> what i remember lockjaw's been hanging around he's been just changed minorly so he's largely in the same state that he was before some even argue that his current state has advantages it gives him the flexibility of allowing you to stick a giant card i still think that he was slightly better in the earlier form part of his dominance was alongside thanos with free stones from quinjet um but i don't know he still led his own archetypes for so long as like jane jaw forever He's played in Mr. Negative, he's played in Thanos, he's played in High Evolutionary. His energy cheat is just crazy. There's no doubt that Lockjaw has really good energy cheat, and I think that's yeah. been an ongoing problem for Snap, just those kind of cards always being at the top of the meta. Um, yeah. But I think this change, in terms of the, looking at the scope of this change, it didn't actually hurt him that much because now you can do sneaky things. You throw it on the wasp and you can still play your big Hulk, your evolved Hulk at the lockjaw location if you need it for, yeah. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas Okoye, when she was a one, one giving plus one to all the cards in your deck, dude, this was the card. This, you put this card in your deck. At least I had all my deck list. That was my one drop. It was just yeah. thrown in there. And I don't if you guys remember this, but it was basically, did your opponent play Okoye and you didn't on turn one? They snap, yep. you retreat. And that was the game. It was like mm. that for a little bit. <laughs> well, um, yeah, because then you knew that the Nakia was following. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, well, I've been out-tempoed before we even got to turn three. So it's over. See ya. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I got to give it to her. Lockjaw, super strong card. Just that was crazy. Man. Uh, yeah, Here's the thing. Is there's been Okoye. so much power creep around one costs. I could actually yeah. see myself going like, what if Okoye just went back? She'd get played. She would get played. But would she be the best one cost? I You're right. Don't know. She's up against Ham, Kitty, Sunspot, and um, uh, who else punches up right now? I mean, Echo's coming out. Echo's pretty flashy. Oh, my gosh. But in a Thanos deck and you, and you buff mm -hmm. all your... Holy, that'd yes. be wild. I was, already, I I was actually in early Thanos was trying to run current Okoye. And it was like, okay. So okay. old I mean, I, Okoye. Yeah. Old, old Thanos with uh, Lockjaw and Quinjet. I ran Okoye in that deck because I, yeah. I, I liked it. So like, yeah. I, I, as a Eat. one drop, it wouldn't even like be a question. So, fair, fair. Man, it's hard to... I, I love Lockjaw so much and his longevity in, across so many different metas is really a testament to how... Like, it's a, I think it's a brilliant card design. I think Snap has some really clever card designs and Lockjaw is one of them. Um, but yeah, maybe he doesn't have quite the same high highs. It's a good point. Yeah, I got to give it to Okoye again. All right. Like I'm tired of this being the, the the reason for my picking them, but like you just throw it in any deck. You have to build around Lockjaw where it's Okoye. You're like, here you go, yeah. run with it. And like yep. 
there it's funny how there's that huge difference between like you don't see that with a Koye currently, but it's yeah. just a matter of one energy. She's gone up from a one one to a two two, same exact card, but completely shifts the dynamic of how that card works in in the context of the decks that she would go in to where she just sees virtually no play. It's it's very interesting how like crazy these differences between energies are. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so tight. Moving it's on a, to our final matchup, yeah. we have. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the last comment I was just going to yeah, make yeah. is it's also a testament to like the uh, collection progress of the population, yes. right? Because everybody was at a lesser uh, collection uh, position and only had access to so many cards. But anyways, yeah, let's get you to saw this last so one. much more mirrors, right? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Sarah the strong guy, and Sarah did have an OG form that was one point better. This is largely a testament to, like, Sarah in her current state is not that much weaker, but she's still really good. She's had a top deck in the meta, every meta, and I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean with missing some. I mean, actually, every meta, Sarah's been a top deck. Versus OG strong guy. He was a 2-3 plus 6 power if your hand was empty. And we did allude to it. It was in a world where Hellcow was a 2-6. So some of these other discard and um, uh, Lady Sif was a 2-4. So you had some other kind of inflation around the discard enablers for Strong Guy, but still just being able to thin your hand with the Sarah or with Zoo and then pop off with the Strong Guy was a very common occurrence. But would you run him now? Would I run him now as a 2-9 if I cut my hand? Yes. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) You'd see Dracula, Strong Guy, Zoo. I think like this, bring it, reverting him, could bring a Dracula Zoo deck back into the meta. So, so I did a balance prediction video, and one of the buffs I was saying was exactly this: bring it, bring Strong Guy back, because he is the least played card. Even Glenn mentioned it somewhere recently that it's one of the worst win rate, one of the least yeah. played cards yep. in Snap currently. Bring him back. I had him as a two-two though. So you take him down one power. So he's a 2-2. Two, two. He can get to a 2-8. Okay. But even if you brought him down to a 3-cost, or, you know, just give yeah. him something. <laughs> yeah. He dodges. Um, I mean, it, if you're doing Dracula, then I guess you would still wait until the last part of the, uh, the turn, like to your Red Skull and Infinite that's discarded. Yeah. yeah. Um, but outside of that context, a 2-9 is still shang Chiable if they have priority and they actually just empty their hand initially. Whereas... A two eight gets under Shang Chi. I would argue that a two eight is sneaky buff in comparison to a two nine in some yeah, a like, lot of context. Uh, isn't isn't eight eight and seven are like the least common power levels in Snap? And mm-hmm. I think it is actually capable to argue that eight is a better stat line than nine. Nevertheless, he was yeah. at nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he was yeah. a two cost, <laughs> and he was cr- yeah, and yeah. he was really really good. Uh, but I I could not I could not take him over Sarah. Uh, she just like you said, Teddy. She's she's just been in so many decks for so long. Always a good card. She hasn't even changed that much. Losing that one power was kind of like eh. So yeah. yeah, that's my vote. Here's the I, thing: it's like she's not the very top of the meta right now. And again, that one point is not like that big of a difference like if she got the one point back i don't think she's the top meta card right now if strong guy gets discounted by two i think he sees an enormous amount of play yeah i gotta agree with that i I lean towards strong guy just because sarah being a five five wasn't the reason she's played she's still played in the her respective decks right now as a five four 
And yeah. it just like that that wasn't the make or break thing. And if anything, I think contextually around Sarah Dex in general, the reason they might see somewhat lower play and kind of ebb and flow a bit coincides with the nerfs of other cards within her deck, not just her herself. Because you have to remember, her coming down from a 5-5 to a 5-4 coincided right alongside, very close windows with one another, like Mysterio going from a 2-5 to a 2-4. Yeah. Um, and that also hurt her stock a little bit. And I think that was more impactful than her being a 5-5. So, yeah, I gotta I gotta give it the strong guy here of just being like, you would see play. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Sarah. I don't know. She kind of lands just like Lockjaw, right? Is that she's incredible and she's been incredible for a long time, but maybe not just quite the pinnacle the way some of these other cards are. Like if you were looking at all of their two costs, yeah. and then you saw this strong guy compared to what we have now, versus you know Sarah in this form versus all their five costs. I feel like Strong Guy does look like, yeah, that's an outlier. I want to play this. Compared to Hit Monkey, they're almost yeah. similar power totals. Both have very difficult conditions to meet, sort of. I fair, fair. You have to combo a lot to be able to get the payoff, but the payoff yeah. is high. Yeah, That's actually a good point. I would love to see a like more mirror images of cards in the respect to that like hit monkeys on reveal card strong guy would be a really perfect idea to have him be the ongoing version of what hit monkey strives to do i think that's a very right combo a lot of, of cheap cards empty yeah. the hand hit monkey goes off if they come all together strong and guy goes off if you've been hand. discarding stuff and with cards coming out next month guys Dakin, <laughs> silver samurai strong guy would play in that deck he would 100 percent play in that deck oh yeah uh, so are we giving this to strong guy? I am. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Sarah X is out. All right. Rapid fire to close us out. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. So we'll go. I'm by rapid fire. I mean, we're going rapid fire for quarters. Semis. We might talk a little bit more. Finals. Yeah. We might talk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Zabu Nova. I say OG Nova almost can't lose, but oh, Zabu was so insane. I'm still going Nova. Nova. Yeah, Nova. It's close. Oh, Zabu bites it. Oh, wow. I was wondering so, how DP was going to go, but th- I mean, the bracket is stacked every which way you look at it. Listeners that don't, uh, listeners that don't, uh, it didn't play it at that time, they won't understand. They won't understand. <laughs> I mean, I think they can grasp it. Just imagining Nova get yeah. plus to everything, that, that's still, that's monstrably insane. This one's easy for me. Surfer leader, I take leader. That's tough for me. Ooh, um, they lived at the same time, and Leader murdered him. Mm. Yeah, because uh, going against one another, Leader copying all of the things that Surfer's doing is yeah. really good. Um, though the few extra turns where Surfer has more three drops could still... Because I remember playing against that matchup, and I remember beating Leader more often than not, now I think about it. Really? Um, because I Were had, they not running I had Leech? more... Well, I, like, yeah, I mean, I've sure. got words for your opponents. <laughs> well, then, uh, but like when they got leader off and they hadn't leashed me, I had more yeah. three drops than they did at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So I um, also, depending on priority, um, were they getting the buff cards that got rebuffed mm-hmm. by Surfer or were they getting the yep. non buffed and then buff and then that was an even playing field kind that of That was thing? a nuance that was hilarious that you would get the buffed versions and then rebuff them. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. Um, oh, man. That was what Man. a lot of people thought they would just, if they just took that away from leader, people were going to be okay with the card. But then um, they took a lot more away from him than that. 
I it, dude, that's yeah. so tough. I can't. I, I my my heart wants to say Surfer, um, but man, it is it it is one of Snap's greatest mysteries how Leader went under the radar for so long. Like that yeah. is incredible. Um, but I, I will I will agree with Leader here. It's sure. tough, but Leader. we'll give it we'll we'll give it to Leader. That's fine. I, All I, right, makes my brain hurt trying to figure out leader to the semis now we're looking at other side of the bracket shuri og shuri vs nikia once again the shuri the 4-2 that could buff double the power of the next card that you played anywhere and then the 3-0 nikia plus two to your entire hand fascinating they're both um buffing cards one buffing to the board one buffing to hand largely different synergies but still same idea of developing power for later Nikia, Nikia. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I understand. Like, I'm, I, I was thinking Shuri at first, and how polarizing that meta was, but I think being able to throw up stuff on the board that are all plus two, similar to Nova, right, and the flexibility that provides. Where, like, if you, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I'm just. I'm also thinking about how, the, like, in a vacuum, that Nakia would go in every deck. Shuri just still goes in Shuri decks with Red Skull and Taskmaster and stuff like that. So I, I'm going to go Nakia. Oh, no, I have to decide. They would get played together, which is hilarious, as if they both existed in this way right now. Oh, yeah, now. that curve is 100%, insane. Nakia, then Shuri. Well, then you... Well, no, because now you lose out on the chance to go um, Armor Cosmo, Cosmo Shuri. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. And you'd have to go Armor Nakia Shuri, which leaves one of your things susceptible to... But then maybe you're buffing your one-drops along the way or your, and, your, uh, and your other stuff. So, like, it might make you have a bit more spread across your board where getting Shang-Chi isn't as detrimental as it was before. So you actually might have a point. Yeah. That's actually... I don't want to think that's about That's the nerf that that deck needed was more thinking. Exactly. to think more about it it would not have been as good Ooh, shots fired to all the snap community sorry sorry <laughs> um wow because the shuri cosmo just felt actually unstoppable actually you couldn't you couldn't do anything to that um now again with the um negasonic you would have a shot you'd have a prayer i don't know nikia feeds so well right now into the dodge initiative dump hand play style that's crazy and the developers have <laughs> consistently tried to stop this and like just they're just with the whack play and whack-a-mole but because the players still find a way to be able to run it and it's still better than all the other ways i think i have to land on nikia as well yeah, okay. i think it's very close i think it's very close but shuri very goes down nikia on next matchup we're looking at okoye versus strong guy also Okoye. another pair of cars that go on the same deck, but yes, also yep. Okoye. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think we can dust off the strong guy. He had a, a tight He got out of round one, Sarah. right? That's how he, he finally broke yeah. the yeah. curse. He, he got out of round one, got swept mm -hmm. in round two. It's fine. Yeah. Come back Okoye, the one-one one buff everything in deck is just <laughs> amazing. Man, he's I'd kind of like to see her Toronto, come back with Thanos. He's a Toronto Maple Leafs. Strong Who's guy. Yay! <laughs> he got out of round one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Ooh, the semifinals. Swept so immediately from, in the next round. Ew. Yeah. We <laughs> from the left half of the bracket. <laughs> left half of the bracket, OG Nova versus Leader. Nova. Oh. I don't even have to think. Nova. Nova here? Yep. I, I will go Nova as well. It was crazy. 
It is crazy to think about, right? Yeah. I think I think Nova kind of came in as the one seed, honestly, and um leader leader bites it. We've already said how great leader is. There's no no insult to him to go down like to the Nova, but well, Nova some being of able to blow up might be saying is, all the insult to leader because they're probably yeah. saying fuck that card. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Here's the thing: is like leader in that meta. With I think Nova he's still thing? like Nova could come out on top. <laughs> no, I'm trying to you think. Get, you get the buffed. <laughs> cards from nova the plus two and then you kill monger the nova again and get plus two again <laughs> that sounds awful it's nova <laughs> yeah and it's all on the nova being really yeah powerful. yeah, yeah. It, it's nova here who's gonna face off with him is it beta nikia is it beta okoye so we have three beta cards oh my gosh what a matchup what a matchup. The two sisters, Nikia okay. Okoye. They're not canonically sisters, are they? Oh. They're both Dora Malaje. No, they're not canonically sisters. 3-0 plus 2 to every card in hand. 1-1 one, one, plus 1 to every card in deck. Who uh, is the people's champion? Okoye. She can get played earlier. Um, and if you draw her within the first three turns, where Nakia would be played on 3, Okoye is still okay enough on 1, 2, and 3, where in comparison, Nakia has a, a lower... Uh, a lower floor or a worse her, floor, I guess better ceiling. Where her Akoya window closes fast, floor. right? Yeah. A turn four, turn five, Nikia doesn't feel nearly the same, especially because five you were developing Sarah. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Okoye. I, I'm to say Okoye too, and I'll just reiterate. I, when I was playing Snap at the time, it legit felt like did they play Okoye first? If they did, they win the game. It was Snap Retreat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of. It was a little bit toxic for a little bit there in that sense. 100%. So 100%. Man, I might actually land on the Nakia half of that just because of how swingy she was when she would hit. And also, Married to Moon Girl, wow, the tricks that you could pull were nuts. But we'll see. Okoye through to the finals. All right. Okoye Nova, you thought that one cost were powerful now? They've always been good. They've always been the best. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, yeah, this does make sense that we got to this point uh, for the finals. One um, costs are so much more flexible. Like, as a general retrospective, the one cost can get fit into so many more decks. They're very flexible. They're often a better exchange of power to energy than anything else. And... These two were so strong that they can get fit in without relying on other synergies. So the way I'm trying to think about this between Nova and Okoye, so I'm trying to think about like the way you draw them and Nova to Drew's point, the objective was to try to moon girl them and get double Nova on turn six, right? Yep. Let's say you don't do that though. And like you were going floor and you just sure. draw into Nova on turn six, and you just happen to have a Killmonger in hand or a Carnage. Cool, and it works. Let's say even let's say even worst case scenario, you draw into Nova on turn six. You have no way to destroy him. If you did that with Okoye, Nova's a one-two, Okoye's a one-one. So you get a bit of extra power in just that worst case scenario. Where in best case scenario, you're giving plus two to everything on board when it matters the most, and Okoye gives plus one everything in deck when you're drawing it along the way. I think I got to give it to Nova on the edge a little bit. Also with the fact that 
yes, you need enablers for Nova being Carnage and Killmonger, but looking at Killmonger especially, he's already one of the most played cards in the game and a very effective in pretty much every meta that's been in Snap, I would say, with uh, yeah. the powerful uh, the way that one drops are. Um, though I guess there's a little bit of a downside to be mentioned in the sense that you're also potentially hitting your opponent's Novas um, with this Killmonger. But hey, uh, that's kind of the way yeah. it works. But I got to go Nova, I think. The Killmonger is an interesting one because to get the most out of the Nova buffs, you need a lot of other cards on the board. Mm-hmm. And that pushes you more towards Zoo, which Killmonger's killing your own Zoo. Of course, you're trying to run armor as well, both to block their Nova and to protect your one cost. So it becomes a whole action-reaction kind of um, life. The ceiling for Nova is very high. And like you said, the floor, a little bit higher. I feel like he could hit the floor more often, though, than mm-hmm. the Okoye. Okoye drops early-ish in the game. The opponent's never trying to stop that with a Cosmo or, like, unable to stop it with a Cosmo. The opponent is hunting with armor for your Nova. Yeah. I think I'm going to lean Nova after thinking about it and hearing you guys' points. Uh, yeah. And another couple things running through my head right now is that with Okoye, if we talk about their best instance of being played right, she's a turn one play. Yeah, that's that's tough to pull off consistently compared to Nova just drawing it throughout the game and doing that turn six burst is kind of the ideal line. So there's actually value in Nova drawing it at any point in the t- in the game because that's what you want anyways for your last mm-hmm. hand. Whereas Okoye needs to be in that opening hand first draw to be the best possible Okoye she can be. The yeah. other thing, too, is there is notoriously a lot of locations that destroy things, and Nova uh, uh, benefits from that, whereas Okoye doesn't necessarily benefit from too many locations, especially so because you want to play it on turn one, and there's two unrevealed locations. So there's like yeah. maybe Kamartage that pulls up. So uh, they're both incredibly strong, but man, Nova, I'm, I'm going to give it to him my vote. Oh, the Kamartage. Play Okoye T1. Play... Uh... Uh, the Scorpion turn two and then Nikia turn three and it's just (laughs) what is happening (laughs) I will never forget I saw this Reddit post like months ago where this guy there is people were basically complaining about like everything that they see in snap like their biggest pet peeves and one guy said um, or one person said um, they said in the comments whenever they see someone play Iceman on one and Scorpion on two they audibly say out loud I'll get a life and that every time I see that now I think of that Every time, and it makes yeah. me chuckle. Oh, uh, get a life. <laughs> Just like, Ice like, Man. It's such a funny insult to me. <laughs> yep. I say as I'm spending so much time on this mobile game, you have to get a life. You have to get a life. Man, <laughs> I probably line onto the Nova as well. We've also seen, like, he got, he got hit really hard. His power spikes were just nutty. It's kind of been a, a standing element in Snap that, 50 points is what you're looking at to be a competitive deck. And the the Nova power burst was so high that it was 50 points was not cutting it. <laughs> and then with how many cards are able to make extra use of it, you're looking at other destruction synergies that have now been fleshed out significantly from what they were. Or even if you're just looking at Iron Man and what he could do if he's getting a lot of buffs to his location, it's terrifying. And if... Um, Again, if Okoye was in her current state in the current metagame, I think that she's um, on the bubble. If Nova's in his current state in the current metagame, he's in. <laughs> it's Nova Killmonger and then 10 cards. Um, 
So yeah, I think we're gonna crown our our king. Ah, Nova. Nova. Make sure in post you give Nova the little conquest crown. Yes. <laughs> and in honor of Nova Shame. winning the conquest crown, what is y'all's favorite variant of Nova? Not the not the ultimate. I know Brad's answer. Oh, I hate that fucking one. <laughs> I rock the one where he's got the planet behind him and he's standing. Yes, that's uh, that's the one that I have yeah. as well. That's a cool one. The anything that's a starscape in Snap is always oh. stylized. Yeah, incredible. we knew it would happen. Drew, your camera goes out. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bad. Uh, but yeah, that's the Nova that I love. I, I have a, quite a few Novas, though. They're all pretty good. I agree with you, Teddy. Anything with stars in the background usually looks amazing. Oh, all yeah. Of them, yeah, and I never want to split them because they always look worse with the foiling and like even even the inked stuff like doesn't look good with like the stars. I want to see the color. Yep. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So there's our showdown, our bracket. If you guys have clever ideas of some other different kind of discussions like this that you'd be interested in hearing us battle it out. Let us know down in the comments. I think it was super fun to be able to do this rather than just saying more more meta talk or berating other other current Snap news. I feel like there's a lot of other channels that, that follow through on that. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I like this one a no, lot. Yeah, I had a great time. This is, this is a great idea. Loved it. Walk down memory lane for sure. Yes. Hey, Teddy, we had a guest. Who was our guest, Teddy? What happened? The fantastic, the indelible Drew Barry showed up to break everything down with us. Lost his webcam at the end, though. He did lose <laughs> his webcam. He is now a black void, but we can still hear him. He's still in our hearts, and he's still here with us in general. He has not died. Hey, Drew, where can people find you? Where can they kind of get to know who you are and enjoy your amazing content? Hey, guys. I feel like I, I, feel like I have to echo like I'm in like a, a deep void. <laughs> and, uh, help, please. Um, you guys can catch me. I'm just on the YouTubes. That's the place where I like to be uh, with streams, videos, all that fun stuff, custom cards, talking about new cards. It's a good time. And the, and the other places would be the uh, Discord. We got the Berryverse. Super proud of that. We got a community of over 1,200 people, I think, now. And just really awesome engagement. Everyone's just talking about cards data mines and making custom cards giving feedback on custom cards is one of my favorite things about marvel snap honestly is engaging with the community so uh yeah that's pretty much it for me sweet all right well thank you so much for joining us drew thank you teddy for being my wonderful co-host and of course always always we'll see you guys in the next one thanks for having me see you bye Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast hosted and produced by Brad Saffer and Teddy Ninja, originally created by Michael Thurman.